This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fourth and nine. They're chasing after him. Mahomes in trouble. Flings it across his body. And it's caught by Hill. Hill has it. He came back for it. And he's out of bounds at the 12. An amazing play by the Chiefs. I'm not sure anybody else, Aaron Rodgers maybe, in the National Football League can make this play. And if it's not Tyreek Hill, no one else gets open on this play. Look at Hill. Look at Hill. My bad. Text line 69306. Always there to help me out. KU won two of its first three games last year, but that was the only time they did it in a long time before that. And that's why I was saying, too, like just winning on the road against Boston College, like a legit school, legit program over there, was huge for Les Miles and the Jayhawks moving forward with recruiting and just getting some excitement around this program. That's Nick Price. Pray for that, man. He's about to go to the KU game today. He's going to go to the- I was really excited until I looked outside. Right. Yeah. It's, the first uh, row seats. Not ideal. No. Can you bring can you bring umbrellas in? You probably can't, can you? I'm sure you can. I, I maybe maybe honestly, not. Maybe six, we'll, it's poncho season. Ponchos. You ever been to ponchos? Ponchos? Yeah, yeah the place? Yeah. Well, do, you, do you remember your order? I don't. Okay. But- well, next time you go, you can go sober or impaired. Uh just make sure you have a, a sober driver or an Uber. Um, or get Uber Eats or uh, a DoorDash, but they have a burrito. It's called the Mixed Breakfast Burrito, right? It is uh, got potatoes in it, eggs, cheese, bacon, ham. Oh, my goodness. And then get their chips and queso. For those of you that are interested in fantasy football, Washington has ruled out tight end Jordan Reed Monday night against Chicago. The audio that you heard before uh, we started talking, though, was the fourth and nine play last year as Jim Nance and Tony Romo have uh, had the call last year. I don't think they have the call this year. I don't know who is on the call, to be honest with you. Um, Tomorrow, that's my bad for not understanding that. But I'll tell you this. Tomorrow's game is going to have some weather issues. But I don't honestly think that the weather will impact the way this game gets played. The reason I say that is because I think both of these quarterbacks that are in this game are both dynamic enough to where they won't let weather affect them. In fact, I really don't think either one of these quarterbacks wears a glove on the left hand during games. I'm not sure about Lamar. I don't think I've seen Patrick Mahomes wear a glove on the left hand. Um, When it comes to playing football tomorrow, there will be a lot of towel grabbing, a lot of like keeping your hands dry. But I still feel that both these guys know what their number one asset is this year for Lamar Jackson, and it's been his arm. The other thing is Lamar Jackson can run, and that scares the living hell out of me tomorrow if it's going to be wet and rainy. But rain doesn't make a difference for Patrick Mahomes, I don't believe. I still think he can find ways to throw the ball. In fact, in, I don't know if it was OTAs or mini camp or whatever it was, but there was one day where it was raining, like pouring down rain. And after practice, either Teicher or Pete 
asked Andy Reid why it's necessary to practice outside. I don't think it's I don't know who it was, but it was it was somebody covering the Chiefs, and they asked him why they practice outside. And he says, "Well, there's going to be games this year where it's going to rain. I want these guys to get used to what it's like having a wet a wet football, wet conditions. Get used to it. I mean, you do it once, you kind of get used to it as well, like knowing what's going to happen." Um, the only thing that can really affect the passing game is if there's like 40 to 50 mile an hour winds, which you are going to get that tonight uh, in Kansas City. But I don't know if you're going to get that tomorrow. I think early on in the day, it'll be thunderstorm activity, but rain's going to happen. But I don't think the weather affects the way these two guys will play the game. I think they're still going to try to go over the top. I think they're still going to look for the big passes down the field because that's what gets them through the day. Now, Patrick Mahomes can still throw the ball, I believe, 10 yards in rain and wind. I think he can still figure out ways to do that because of the way he can deliver the ball in any way, shape, or form. Sidearm over the top, behind the back. I'm kidding. He's not going to do that in a game. But I really don't believe that the weather will affect the way this game will be played. But you look at what's going on in this game. Lamar Jackson is taking five steps forward in his NFL career. He has played against Miami and Arizona. For whatever it's worth, and the grain of salt that you want to take that in, he's had a pretty good year so far. Seven touchdowns, zero interceptions, 722 yards, a 71 percentage completion. Pat Mahomes is still doing what Pat Mahomes does. Seven touchdowns as well, zero interceptions, 822 yards passing, also a 71 percentage completion, or a completion percentage. He has not regressed, so now I will digress. I don't know if he's going to throw 65 touchdowns or 55 touchdowns or 50 or 60, whatever it is. But I know that there is no regression when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, and there is a tremendous upside when it comes to Lamar Jackson. I also believe that these two quarterbacks are what the future of the NFL could hold. Again, Lamar Jackson is a lot better than he was last year. As a lot of people last year had him as a running back type person not a quarterback type of uh, player. They thought he was in that mold of like Josh Allen. Like look what Josh Allen's done this year. That's where he's at, right? That's where Josh Allen's at. He's not really taking a lot of steps forward. He's still kind of the same, like scramble out. I'm going to throw if I have to. Like that's Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson can still run. Lamar Jackson can now throw better than he has before in the NFL because last year was his first year. He didn't get a full year to start. Probably wasn't as comfortable. And now they're letting him loose a little bit more. The other thing that's crazy is that the Chiefs had Earl Thomas in their crosshairs last year. He was real close to signing with the Chiefs. And now he's talking about how he's going to eliminate the big plays. I don't know if he will. I don't know if anybody can. I think it's cute when guys are in the front of the press and they decide to make remarks like this. This is why guys don't make statements like this a lot when it comes to sports. Right? Like, this is why a lot of times you get a lot of evergreen, a lot of well-polished, a, a lot of just vanilla response when it comes to the media. Because if Patrick Mahomes does have three passes of 40-plus yards for touchdowns tomorrow, somebody in that press conference is going to be like, hey, what would you think of Earl Thomas's comments uh, during the week? And Patrick Mahomes, being the well-polished pro that he is in front of the microphone, is going to say, well, you know, I just, you know, we just played our game and Earl's a great safety and that's what it is. And then somebody's going to go ask Earl Thomas, hey, they had a couple of big plays. What happened? And he's just going to have to digress and be like, hey, you know, that's a great quarterback over there. That's a great team. And it's going to be squashed and over with. But if Earl Thomas does his job, switch roles. But tomorrow's game, there's a lot on the line, right? 
everyone would agree that the top two teams in the AFC are the Chiefs and the Patriots, or the Patriots and the Chiefs. There's no order one or two. Nobody really talks about Baltimore. Baltimore's played the Dolphins. The Patriots have played the Dolphins. The Patriots played the Steelers, who are a complete dumpster fire. And the Ravens have played the Cardinals, who are an up-and-coming team with a new head coach, a new quarterback, a veteran receiver, a running back that was really good for a year and a half, and now we're trying to figure out what David Johnson is. So it's kind of fair to do both sides of the spectrum of who's played who. But it might be clear and obvious that Baltimore's the third best team in the AFC. They are fifth in the power rankings in the early season of the 2019 and 2020 NFL season. The Chiefs are currently second. These two teams are going to butt heads all day. Not in a way that I think that the Chiefs and Jaguars butted heads in their first game because there's not a lot of hate between these two squads. And what I find interesting about these two squads is that everybody seems to have a take on what it's like to stop the Chiefs. In fact, Mark Ingram said this. We know that Pat Mahomes is a special player. Uh, he makes a lot of stuff happen, uh, throwing all kind of dimes off the back foot, left hand, you know. We know he's a special player, special talent, but we have a great defense. I believe in our defense. I believe they'll do enough to, you know, slow that, slow that offense down so we can take advantage of our opportunities on offense, man. Um, we're going to have to have long drives and uh, keep our defense off the field, keep, keep Mahomes off the field, and we don't have to score points and be explosive. So um, it'll be a team effort. And, uh, you know, we're excited about this challenge of going into Arrowhead, their home opener. We know it'll be loud. We know it'll be crazy. But um, we're down for being a villain. I get it. You know, you got to kind of have your promos. You got to do all that kind of stuff. And, by the way, thanks to the text line, Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts, which that just makes me, that just makes me, uh, ugh. I don't really like Dan Fouts. He's kind of, he's not really a good, I don't, I don't still care for him. Um, but this game has got so much on the line. It's got a lot for the Ravens to prove. And as much as you don't think the Chiefs have a lot to prove in this game, they kind of do. They're going to go up against an AFC team that is a contender, not a pretender. They've got a, oh, I don't know. They've got a chance to really kind of let people know that they are for sure a legit team for the time moving forward in the AFC, whereas the Ravens have a chance to kind of be like, hey, we're going to go into Arrowhead. We're going to be competitive. We went in there last year late in the season and damn near won with Lamar Jackson, before Lamar Jackson was throwing the ball down the field like he is right now. And that's just the way things are moving forward for the Ravens. The Chiefs currently got to the AFC Championship game last year. The target on their back is bigger. They're going to get everybody's A game. That's just what they do. And this game is going to be one of those games where, yes, the weather is going to be a little bit gruesome. The weather is going to be a little nasty. But both these teams are nasty, and both these teams have a lot of talent on the field to where I don't think weather can really affect this game in the way that some people might think that weather could affect this game. Moving to the text line from the 785. You also said that before Miles, the team had only won six games in their previous five seasons. Also false. They won nine games in the previous five seasons. Research much. Sorry if you're just now introduced to me. My name is Dusty Likens. I tend to be a little sarcastic sometimes. I'm also not a KU homer, so I don't know their record all the way to the top, and I wasn't trying to be precise on their record. So thank you for calling me out and let me know that we are, in fact, talking about a team that's had nine wins in the previous five seasons. Still terrible. Also, from this 816, your show name could be Buttheads. Oof. Mm. Burn. Hopefully that's not from Beavis. Coming up in just a little bit as it is 212 on a Saturday afternoon. 
There's a lot going on in this game besides just the Chiefs versus the Ravens that should have a lot of people excited about it because it's going to be a little bit of a blast from the past and also a familiar face doing something very awesome. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Nick Price, we did it. We've officially pissed somebody off. It honestly took a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know that there were people out there that just really, really, really loved the KU Jayhawks football program. From the 785, throwing out supposed facts is sarcasm, question mark. He had responded with, the text that we go back to with, they, I'm sorry. You also said before Miles, the team had only won six games in their previous five seasons. Also false. They won nine games in the previous five seasons. Research much? I responded with, sorry, it was more so sarcasm. And then we get this. Throwing out supposed facts is sarcasm. Again, it wasn't a fact if it's sarcasm. I said, what do they want? Like, yeah, this is we all know that their program has been very, very bad. No need to make it sound even worse than by throwing out false stats. I apologize, 785. I'm tremendously sorry. I'm sorry that I made fun of your program that's been made fun of by everyone in the entire United States. Congratulations. You've won two out of three games in back-to-back seasons. Les Miles is going to get you back to the Orange Bowl. You're going to win a BCS championship. You're the best team in the Big 12 this year. There you go. From the Goat Man, your show should be called the Freaking Awesome Show. You guys are two of my faves. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Yeah. Sorry, I. I mean, I'm just sorry, man. I guess some people just can't handle it. Thanks for listening. I guess I don't know. Sorry, we upset your precious KU football team. Nick Price went to KU. I don't even know if that texter went to KU. Nick Price went to KU. He's going to the game today. He makes fun of the team. It's Get off really, your high horse. It's been a really, really bad program for the last decade. God. Some and hope now, though. And stats like this don't help you. They won nine games in five seasons, damn it. Jesus. Can you have a little fun on a Saturday? I don't like to get pissed, but when you get pissed at me for being myself, I get a little pissed at you. Have a fun. Lighten up. Enjoy your life. There's more to life than a bad KU football team. Good. God, mercy. Anyways, Sunday's game, Chiefs-Ravens, it's a big one. I'm excited. The drum deck's going to be revealed for the first time in a regular season game. Let me make sure I understand that right, 785, in a regular season game. I understand it's been introduced in a preseason game. For the first time in a regular season game when it matters and people are juiced up and they're sports horny, they got Jamal Charles banging that bad boy. The drum deck is really cool, by the way. Like, I really like what they did, putting that up there right below the scoreboard and, like, not just having it down on the field as some kind of, like, side action. Like, it's actually a part of the stadium. Oh, God, And I think it's really cool. Right where people get really excited and get really amped up and they're – I feel like the upper deck is where things – tend to happen like uh, a little yeah. wild, right? Uh, Yeah. So you're going to have Jamal Charles up there pounding the drum, banging the drum, getting the crowd ready to rock and roll. 
which means that Jamal Charles should be available for interview, like probably close to halftime in the press box. I know Brandon Kylie will be out there. I think Fesco will be out there, along with Ryan Wachowski, collecting sound as you can get your Arrowhead Pride pregame show starting at 10 a.m. The show that will be before that will be Steven Serta's Fantasy Football Show. So tune into that if you've got questions of fantasy footballs. There's a lot of guys out this week, as you can check that out as well, with uh, my guy Steven Serta, who's got you set up moving forward this year for the KU football. Not KU football, but the uh, for the uh, fantasy football season that is 2019, because we are all addicted to fantasy football. Another thing that I think is really cool, which is... <laughs> Kind of unfortunate because it's going to be kind of a slot pit out there is the fact that they've gone back old school. Like, I just love retro looks. I always like when the Chargers throw on the powder blues. I like when the Royals throw on the powder blues. I like when the NBA teams throw their, like, retro uniforms on, too, and kind of throw it back. Like, I think the best uh, uniform in NBA throwbacks are the Charlotte Hornets. I just kind of like that teal powder blue look for a lot of people. From the 660, the drum deck is right in my section, and I love it. I think what's great about tomorrow is that they have literally kind of responded to a lot of people on social media platforms, right? Social media is getting a little bit more power, right? We like Jamal Charles. We want Jamal Charles going to push for the Hall of Fame. He had a really good span of an NFL career year. He has one of the highest-rated average yards per game per rush in the NFL season per career. Jamal Charles was one of the most legit running backs we have ever seen in Kansas City, and there's a lot of rich running backs that came through the Kansas City organization. Priest Holmes, Marcus Allen, Kim Blanders, Joe Delaney. So the thing that's crazy moving forward with this game on Sunday is that they will have the old-school style end zone with the old-school football helmet at midfield. Looks really cool right now. I, yeah. Well, okay, yesterday when I saw a picture of it, it looked really cool. I don't know how it's going to hold up with everything going on outside right now. But it's really sweet. Yeah. Like yesterday when they took the picture of the finished product in the sunlight, you got to see it, right? Um, it'll hold together pretty well. Like the, the the helmet at midfield will probably get tarnished uh, by halftime. And I think it's cool that they throw Jamal Charles out there and also at the same time they're going to throw Darwin Thompson out there who was originally given 25 from Jamal Charles and then the team signed LaShawn McCoy. Uh, and then LaShawn McCoy's like, hey, uh, rank, veteran, I'm going to take my old number back. From the text line, let's talk about real football teams like Blue Springs High School with a 4-1 record. There we go. Shout out my alumni. Somebody said, 816, you should go back to working at Red Robins. I didn't know it was Red Robins. Um, and only work the nights. Kids eat free. Your buddy. Taco listener number 2004. Mm, I'm good. Kids eat free on Monday nights from 4 to 8 p.m. It's a hell of a shift if you ever want to work in the service industry. But when we talk about what this game has and what's other things in this is that weather and rain and bad weather always makes football games a little bit more intriguing. I don't know why. I love snow games. Rain games are all right with me. But the other thing that's crazy about this game, and we'll get into this in a little bit later when we go around the NFL in the next segment, is the fact that there won't be any big intros for the Kansas City Chiefs. There won't be the ball of fire. There won't be the ball of black smoke that goes up. There won't be any pyrotechnics because of what happened in Nashville 
uh, last week. They have ruined it for everybody else, and the NFL has put a temporary, or a, yeah, a temporary ban on anything pyros or anything that's involved with fire. And what's crazy about this is also you have a very solid QB1 versus QB1 matchup. It is Lamar versus Pat. Both have thrown for seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. Both have thrown for plus seven, over 700 yards. Patrick Mahomes, over 800 yards. And these two teams, two of the top teams in the AFC, it makes you wonder if this could be a future AFC QB battle. We talked about it with Brady, who's eventually going to have to hang it up, you'd think. We talk about Mahomes and Baker, if he could ever get that team rolling again. We talk about Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. And now we might have to think about maybe considering Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. All of that in a week three football game at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri, tomorrow at 12 o'clock. And 610 Sports Radio gets you started at 10 a.m. with the Arrowhead Pride pregame show. And they will finish you off with the Arrowhead Pride postgame show with Jay Binkley and Pete Sweeney. And pregame will be Pete Sweeney and Kent Swanson. We got to go around the NFL next. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Twenty-nine minutes to go. Less than that. Here on Out of Bounds with Nick Price and myself, Dusty Likens. You can follow him at Nick Price KC, or you can follow me at Dusty Likens on Twitter. Let's get my boy to a thousand followers. Hey, easy. You're getting close. We're almost there. We got to get uh, ninety-nine more. Ninety-nine. That's it. Come on, let's do this by by kickoff tomorrow. See, that's sarcasm. But that's okay. Sarcasm's okay sometimes. Just make sure you research it. Stop talking about football on the back of Red Robins and bring me my bottomless fries. I don't work there anymore. <laughs> but if you want to go there, I suggest you get one of two burgers. Either get their black and blue burger, which has a blue cheese, uh, like blue cheese sauce on it with portobello mushrooms. It comes on a shibata bun. Mm. Um, or as some guests would call it, the kabata. Uh, it has like romaine lettuce. It's got a garlic aioli. Very, very good. Bottomless fries. Or get the black and or get the uh, blue ribbon burger. Has blue cheese crumbles, Heinz 57 sauce, chipotle aioli. Comes on an onion bun, lettuce, tomato, and all that good stuff. It's really, really good. It's also got like these crunchy onion strings on it. Uh, so that's really good too. Um, I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drums all day. That's a pretty solid one from the 785. Tomorrow's a big game uh, for the Chiefs. Today has been a big day for us on Out of Bounds as it is uh, almost time for us to hang it up. But after us, we don't end live and local. You get Jillian Carroll, Chris Nacero, and Julio Sanchez as the sexiest trio in sports radio. That's right. They need to make that a well, shirt, and I want to make all the revenue from those shirts. So the four that they sell, or the five, the three they buy and the two we buy, I want all, I want all the money. Like the old man at the end of Vegas vacation. The mm. money is mine. I win the money. And then I would probably die. Um, don't let weather fool you. Still going to be a good game tomorrow. Still going to have some fun watching it. Still going to be a good time to 
to go out there and have a good time, watch Jamal Charles bang the drum, look at the new brand new field, look at Lamar Jackson go up against Patrick Mahomes. And like I've told you before, the weather shouldn't affect anybody because guess what? The Chiefs have number 15. It's his league now, but it's also the NFL, and we've got to get to some stories around the NFL. We can't have nice things. That's right. I'm talking to you, Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans have ruined it for the NFL because they had some jack wagon have a flamethrower on his back and it lit a speaker on fire. That's not the worst part about it. The worst part about it is that was the game at halftime. They were supposed to remember the late, great Steve McNair. Steve Air McNair, who was murdered by a mistress. Shot in the head, actually. And that all happened before in pregame because they couldn't get it together. And now every other stadium in the NFL has to be on hold with their intros. So just remember back in the 90s when WWE Raw, or at the time it was WWF, Monday Night Raw, was really cool because of the pyrotechnics. And now you watch WWE and you watch Monday Night Raw and you think, man, this sucks. Yeah, because somebody ruined it for somebody else. Now the Kansas City Chiefs don't get to send out that big giant ball of black smoke above the stadium before the players come through the tunnel. This is so cool. They don't get to have the fiery insides before Patrick Mahomes comes out and dusts off his jersey and does the airplane through the through the crowd or through the teammates. You don't get that. Now you're just going to get number 15, Patrick Mahomes. Daniel Jones, who if you, col- if you collaborate him with Eli Manning, they look like the Chicken Run movie Farmer character. Somebody the other day told me that he looks like Woody from Toy Story. And check the side-by-side on that, too, because that's great. So Daniel Jones, who was drafted to replace Eli Manning but looks exactly like Eli Manning, is going to be the quarterback for the New York Giants moving forward. When Daniel Jones asked Eli Manning for some advice, Eli Manning looked at him like I assume Eli Manning looks at everything and anything, like he's lost and delirious, and said, well... Just make sure you throw it to the guy wearing the same jersey that you are. Thanks, Eli. The other thing that's crazy about Eli's career, even though he's won two Super Bowls, um, he will forever have a 500 record. Of course, until he starts again and becomes a winning quarterback or loses. But currently, Eli Manning sits at a 500 record. Eli Manning's career will always be a laughingstock of the NFL, even though he's a two-time Super Bowl MVP and a two-time Super Bowl champion. In fact, the Patriots have been to what? They've won six or seven Super Bowls. I don't know. I don't care. They've won enough. And the two, research. And the two times they haven't won them, the Giants beat them with some uh, crazy stuff that goes on. When it comes to Patrick Mahomes, the love affair is there, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I do, because he's the new face of the NFL, and he's the new face of McDonald's, apparently. In fact, two people were caught stealing a Patrick Mahomes life-size cutout from McDonald's in Lawrence, Kansas. Two suspects are being penalized after they allegedly stole a life-sized cutout of Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Then they crashed their getaway car. Lawrence police spokesman says a man and woman grabbed the cutout at McDonald's restaurant Monday, ran out the door, and then jumped into a car and sped away. Officers are investigating a nearby two-car accident saw the cutout in one of the vehicles. They went into the vehicle. It also matched the description of the car that drove away from the McDonald's. The Lawrence Journal World reports the two were issued notices to appear for theft 
and were then cited in the accident. One person was treated for minor injuries. The cutout of the popular Chiefs quarterback, I don't think they need to put in popular in that description, but the cutout was given back to the McDonald's and damages were not visible and it is back on display in McDonald's. Mahomes mania is everywhere. You can buy 15 boxes of cereal, a headband with hair on it, and apparently you can steal a life-size cutout from McDonald's. Would you take $2,000 to be a fan for another team for a full season? The answer is no. Give me the money up front and I'll be the biggest other fan of any other team you want. In this case, 41 Action News reported this story that there is an ongoing, well, there is something going out of competition. You tweet out, you become a fan of the team's rival, so it would be Nick Price. You'd have to be a fan of the Broncos for the entire 2019 season. Moving forward, tweeting out pictures, captioning things that says, Boo Chiefs. And there's a chance, not a guaranteed, a chance that you could be winner of $2,000. Yeah, so basically CableTV.com says that they're going to pay two grand to somebody that if they spend the rest of the football season flying their team's rival's colors, bragging about it online, wearing jerseys, wearing all kinds of swag and everything, I guess you got to apply for it by October 4th, and then they'll pick what they call the winner, but it's also kind of a loser on October 11th, and then you got to carry that out through the rest of the season and just be completely obnoxious about it. Yeah, like you said, give me the money up front. Maybe we can talk. Yeah, I'll sell out for two grand. You're damn right. Part-timers only make $9 an hour. There's a peek behind the curtain. You remember Calvin Johnson, Megatron? You remember him? Well, he talks about how people should smoke weed in the NFL because there's an opioid problem. In fact, according to Barstool Sports, that's where the article came from. I don't support him, but I will read this article. They said when Andrew Luck retired, most people's bewilderment steamed from the fact that the Colts were seen as a contender. That this year was as good as any for them for his career to be hoisted the Lombardi Trophy, stamping their beliefs in what they saw back at Stanford. When it comes to Megatron, he faded back into the background. He says it's hard for him to watch TV and that when he does, he gets high when he watches the football because he said, in quote, when I got into the league, there were opioid abuse, Johnson says. You really could go on it. You could go into a training room and get whatever you wanted. I can get Vicodin. I can get Oxy. It was too available. I used Percocet and stuff like that. I did not the way it made me feel. I had my preferred choice of medicine, cannabis. The NFL is so far behind on this, and I don't understand why. Marijuana and these players is what they use because it helps them calm down. For some reason, Josh Gordon couldn't lay off, and it's caused his career to be, well, a lot of suspensions because of marijuana. I'm not an activist for players to just smoke marijuana and do whatever they want. I'm an activist for having people be healthy and people be making sure that they can be sane when it comes to this gruesome sport. Joe Montana, who's looked at from a lot as the greatest quarterback of all time, maybe Tom Brady is now, but Joe Montana was one of the original GOATs. I also don't like that acronym as well. Just call him a good quarterback or one of the best ever. How many greatest evers can we get? Either way, Joe Montana loves the cabbage. Joe Montana says it helps him when it comes to his headaches, when it comes to his pain in his head. And here's Megatron, a guy who literally quit playing football because he was tired of it, was done with it. You look at Andrew Luck. I don't see Andrew Luck as the type of guy that's going to smoke on the old uh, devil's lettuce, but I do believe that Andrew Luck quit, and he did say it because he was just tired of the injuries. But yet the NFL manages what you can and can't do. They offer these prescription pills of, uh, well, Oxy and, well, Vicodin and Percocet, and some players just don't like the way it makes them feel. And as Calvin Johnson says, he's quoted, I had my preferred choice of medicine. It was cannabis. I get it. There's a lot of bad rap that comes with marijuana, but it's helping these guys out when it comes to brain injuries and headaches and body pains. It helps them just 
relax. They don't like the way that opioids make them feel. And this country already has an opioid crisis, as we've heard all the time on all the news outlets. That's been this edition of Around the NFL. I know it's not scores or stats or highlights like that, but that's just the way we do things on Out of Bounds. Coming up next, we do the two-minute warning. We wrap this show up and hand things over to the people from Overtime. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Just a little bit over 10 minutes until we're out of here. Some of you might be linking, thank God. (laughs) Can't tell you. From Lance on the text line, I want a $20 gift card for Salty Iguana. I've never been there. What do you guys recommend? Cheese dip and tacos. Can't go wrong. Yep. I mean, any any Mexican-style restaurant I go to, it's always the queso blanco Mm -hmm. and uh, some sort of like either like chimichanga or uh, like a like a taco enchilada platter. That's like always what I get the first time that I go, at least. After that, you can branch out a little bit, but the tacos are always a safe play. Get yourself some chips, queso. Mm-hmm. Good to uh, go. We hope you've all had fun uh, joining us again on the, uh, on the back to uh, the live and local on Saturday, as we'll be back next Saturday as well as K-State plays at 6 p.m., I believe, against Oklahoma State. Big game for them. Prime time. Uh, go beat Mike Gundy. I'm not a fan of Mike Gundy. My sister texts me and says, the Royal Red Robin Burger all day. That's the one with the egg on it, right? The uh, egg. We've egg talked about bacon. this before. You add egg to any kind of burger, and it just you ha- so Are you good. a runny egg, or do you want it fried? No, I like the runny egg. I like when the the yolk comes through, gives a little bit of a little bit of texture. It's good. It's good stuff. You're gonna turn this back into the sex line. I know. Which we had that fumble today, as I call the text line, the sex line. It is the text line. It's the protein house eat with a purpose text line. Um, I guess you could text in if you like what you disliked uh, about Dusty Likens or what you didn't think, uh, what you thought the wrong price was today. Uh, let us know six nine three zero six. I have a feeling one person might text in. Um, But uh, before we get to the two-minute warning, which is how we wrap up every show here on Out of Bounds, we have to get into a topic that I thought was crazy to think, that uh, Youth of a Nation was a song by P.O.D., um, but that song is now the narrative of the NFL. Tomorrow in the NFL, there will be 20 starting quarterbacks that are 26 years or younger in week three. Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen, Gardner Minshew, who already played, uh, Josh Allen, Kyle Allen, Mason Rudolph, Sean Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Luke Falk, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Mitchell Trubisky, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz. (sighs) That's the future of the NFL. And when I read that list of names, I think Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson. Those are probably the richest names on the list, right? Which means that's 20 names, which means there's 12 quarterbacks that are over those ages. We don't need to name all 12 because we just don't care enough about them, but it's guys like Brady and Derek Carr and Stafford and Rodgers and stuff like that. Rodgers is still dear and near and dear to my heart. Um, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think it's great that he's still going with the mustache to this day. Um, But for me, I think it's important when we talk about that because I tell you before, this is Patrick Mahomes' league. We're just living in it. And it's going to be a lot easier once people start to realize that he is the premier quarterback of the NFL. He is the leader. He is the new face of the NFL. 
It may not be there nationally. It may not be there globally. I know for a fact it's here in Kansas City because I see the merchandise sales at grocery stores. I see it wherever there's some sort of Patrick Mahomes something. It fires up. In fact, one of the stories that we just read from around the NFL, people are stealing life-size cutouts from McDonald's in Lawrence, Kansas. Also, most of the nation, according to um, an ESPN beat writer, most of the nation will be tuned in to Baltimore and Kansas City. Not because it's one of the best games in week three at that time at 12 o'clock on CBS, but because it does have two of those quarterbacks that are under the age of 26 that will be starting tomorrow on Sunday. And when it comes to that, it is Lamar Jackson. It is Pat Mahomes. It is a quarterback that is 24, a fresh 24 in Patrick Mahomes, and a quarterback that is 22 in Lamar Jackson. And right now, in 2019, they have been the two best quarterbacks this year. Again, we can talk sample size like Danny Parkins and Carrington Harrison used to do all the time when they were a tandem. It's a fun topic to do. But 24 versus 22, tomorrow at Arrowhead, at noon, Baltimore versus Kansas City. Most of the nation's going to see this. And also, most of the nation, when they watch football tomorrow, is going to see 20 quarterbacks under the age of 22. The NFL is different nowadays. The NFL is getting younger because the talent is getting better at a younger age. Kids are developing more at set skilled positions. Just the way it is. Guys don't need a lot of time to develop. Also, you can look at some of the outliers. Patrick Mahomes is one of which. He grew up a multi-athlete in multiple sports. Not a multi-athlete, but an athlete in multiple sports that he excelled in very well. I'd be interested to know that if he gets a little bit, when he gets a little bit older, if he does go try out the baseball training camp like Russell Wilson did. Russell Wilson, another quarterback that is beyond the age of 26. Not 27, 28, 29, that's not old. 30's not old at quarterback. But these guys that are no longer at that age are no longer the future of the NFL. I'm talking to you, Cam Newton, to you, Aaron Rodgers, to you, Matt Stafford, who is supposed to be great out of Georgia. But tomorrow's game will be televised for most of the nation on CBS because it is two versus five in the power rankings. It is Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. But when it comes to Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, these two have been probably the two best quarterbacks in the 2019 season, both with two different stories of success. Patrick Mahomes was supposed to regress. He has not. 822 yards, 71% completion percentage, which is up, seven touchdowns and zero interceptions. Last year in his first two games, he did throw, what, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions, destroyed Pittsburgh, destroyed the Chargers. But when it comes to tomorrow's game and two of those quarterbacks that are under the age of 26, it makes you wonder if this is the future moving forward when it comes to QB rivalries. I'm not saying that this could possibly be one of the marquee matchups throughout the rest of the years to come. Because if Baltimore wins their division, the Chiefs win their division, they're going to play each other year in and year out. They're also in the AFC, so they're going to cycle every three years through different conferences in the AFC. We may never, ever, ever, ever get another Pat, another Tom Brady versus, Pat, versus Peyton Manning. 
but that's okay. Because these two quarterbacks aren't Peyton Manning and aren't Tom Brady. Lamar Jackson can run the ball and can throw the ball at a rate that is almost Michael Vick-ish. I'm not going to say he's Michael Vick because there's only one Michael Vick. And Patrick Mahomes does things that like three great quarterbacks in their prime all did separately. He can sling it like Favre. He can scramble out of the pocket, kind of like Elway and Cunningham and Vick. Not for runs, but he can avoid the blitz. He can avoid the, the big plays at crushing offense. And he can sling it, man. And when these two guys square off tomorrow, it's going to be one hell of a game. Nick Price will be there. Buy that guy a beer or a claw because he's going to have no laws tomorrow when the poncho and the rain's falling oh, down. Oh, you know it. You already know it. But this is just, you know, it might not be Brady versus Manning as far as the style of play and everything, but these guys both play a style of football that is being introduced to the NFL right now and is looking like this is the way that the offenses are going to run in the NFL for the future because they've had so much success doing it already. Correct. And this is something that we could see go on for, I mean, maybe it's not Brady and Manning, maybe, but it's going to be a big part of this league moving forward is going to be Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be Lamar Jackson, it's going to be Deshaun Watson. Like, the new class of AFC quarterbacks is coming up, and it's coming up fast. Yeah, and they're all good, like, now. Like, they're not yeah. all great, obviously. Like, I think Winston and, and Mariota missed, and I know Winston's in the NFC, but you didn't really get that vibe when those guys came out, but what you what you, you get the vibe of is that the future's coming, and warning. it's bright. What the heck? Let's go. Two-minute warning time. That's how we end this show every single week when we are on when it comes to 6th and Sports Radio and we're live and local. Um... Pat versus Lamar. We just kind of talked about it. We don't need to keep going any further into it because we've got a lot of two-minute warning topics. Pat versus Lamar tomorrow. Two versus five. When it comes to the NFL power rankings in week three, when it comes to the NFL season in week three, this is probably one of the best games we're going to see all year, at least so far. I know it's only week three, but moving forward throughout the season, it is tough with injuries if teams can sustain the same ability that they do at the beginning of the year. So tomorrow, a big one. The field in Jamal, I think, is a big topic for tomorrow. Jamal Charles banging the drum up on the new, brand-new drum deck for the first time in a regular season game. It's going to get the crowd excited. It's going to get everybody pumped up. The rain might be a little bit of a buzzkill, but, man, once that stuff starts to flow and everybody gets on the same level, Arrowhead's going to be rocking for the home debut. Chiefs have the best offense ever. I think it's fair to say. I don't. Think it might be a hot take to some, but I think this offense is the best offense this NFL has ever seen. They have set a record with 26 points or more moving forward. 26 seems to be the big number today as the quarterbacks tomorrow. There's 20 of them that'll all be under the age of 26. Thank you to Danny Duffy and Sam McDowell for that great piece in the Kansas City Star about anxiety and depression and being hazed and what happens through all those times. And people don't realize that that's something that goes on in athletes. They make a lot of money and they get made fun of and they don't know how to handle pressure is what a lot of fans think. But that's just the way things go. Thanks to Sam McDowell and Danny Duffy for reaching out to that. AB is done. Record, three jerseys on the discount rack for three different teams in the same damn season. Yeah, and I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, don't be a don't be a cheese, Richard. Mm. Uh, coming up next, it is uh, overtime with Chris Unicero, Julian Carroll, and Julio Sanchez, as we have tagged them as Nick Price. The sexiest trio in sports radio, and it's coming at you right after this. Be safe in Lawrence tonight, Nick Price. Be safe tomorrow at the game. We're out of here. Thanks for listening.
Downs with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.